Happy Friday, everyone. It is Friday, August 12, 2022, and welcome to the usually weekly video and podcast from the Missouri Funeral Directors and the Bombers Association. You'll see I don't have a uh, cute, snazzy, uh, funny, or relevant background behind me today because I forgot and wore a blue shirt. <laughs> so I can't throw anything up on the green screen or the blue screen behind me because uh, I disappear. Well, maybe that's not a bad idea, but uh, 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 I'm not going to do it. So there you are. So it's just plain, plain uh, green wall behind me today. Uh, we're going to talk about something uh, we haven't uh, covered in a, in a little bit, and that's health issues, specific health issues that affect funeral directors funeral establishments. That's going to be the main topic today. Uh, but first, a brief update. The State Board of Embalmers and Funeral Directors have had their first meeting in a long time. They, again, they do have a new state board. They do have a quorum and they had their first meeting yesterday. And again, they're, I believe they're still meeting today. Uh, as expected, uh, they needed to go into closed session right away be as fast as possible because they have a huge backlog of licensing issues and disciplinary issues and procedural issues and things that uh, they can they could not have been done until there was a full quorum on the board and they have a full quorum now and so they have to deal with those and those have to be dealt with in closed session so there was very little uh, public information out there very little uh, uh, new stuff to bring out to you. We did uh, talk real briefly how that we're going to hopefully have a meeting with them and others, the state board and others and, the, and myself and, and uh, members of the association and our board get together to talk about uh, dealing with the licensing issues that we've been talking about here online for the past month or so, particularly the arts exam. And we also brief them on uh, what's going on with vital records. And uh, I've already covered that with you here as well, where we have in the future maybe some hope for uh, speeding things up with a new computer system. Hopefully we can get them to get some more full-time employees over there to process these. And then as I uh, pointed out to you earlier that we have at least been able to streamline some of the processes so that if you do have an emergency a true emergency situation where you need to get a death certificate amended and you can give me something in writing saying what that emergency is we can now once again get that done very very quickly as opposed to having to wait two or three weeks before we could even get an emergency one done so those are the positive things uh that with the vital records and we briefed the uh, state board of embalmers and funeral directors on that but now to the main topic of today and that's your health several things in the news this week that uh, bring back the issue of uh, health protocols and safety procedures for funeral homes, funeral directors, embalmers, and other funeral professionals. The first is, is this week, we, it has been reported that we had the first case of monkeypox, monkeypox in Missouri. Now, monkeypox is uh, not generally deadly, at least in this country. There have been no deaths from monkeypox in the United States. However, it is still a nasty disease and you certainly don't want to catch it. So we are putting out an email that will come out after this broadcast that gives you the links. The good news is that according to all the experts, including the National Funeral Directors Association, went out to Missouri's own Vernie Fountain, shout out to Vernie Fountain, 
um, who is quoted at the National Funeral Directors Association website as pointing out that the universal precautions that everyone should be using anyway and the same sort of disinfection uh, that you use for COVID cases uh, will protect you uh, as best as can be protected and that uh, formaldehyde-based products should kill the virus in any case anyway. So, and we'll be sending out an email uh, this afternoon with links to different things on dealing with monkeypox, basically what monkeypox is, how to protect yourselves, how to protect the people that, work, that you work with. So that's, uh, that's out there as well. Um, some of the information that's out there isn't specific to funeral homes, but that's okay because it's uh, in the workplace or in a healthcare setting and things like that. And, and those kind of precautions would apply uh, and help funeral homes just as well. So the good news is monkeypox is uh, not generally a deadly disease in the United States. It is contagious. It is not that easy to catch, but it is possible. But the same universal precautions that uh, you are hopefully taking for other potentially contagious disease will all are also appropriate for dealing with potentially monkeypox type cases. The second thing, and this will also be in the email that we're sending out today, it's a it's a in the loop health special email that's going out there is that just today the Centers for Disease Control, uh, well actually it was late afternoon yesterday, but anyway, the Centers for Disease Control has come out and relaxed the COVID-19 guidelines. No longer are you have to worry about that six feet rule. You know, everybody has the duct tape on the carpet or, you know, or in the signs that says, please, that's gone. Forget about it. Six feet is gone. Rip up that duct tape from your carpet. You can take the signs down. That's over with. Also, if a person is close contact, if they are exposed to someone who turns out had or has COVID-19. So, you know, the other yesterday you were next to somebody all day, you had lunch with them. And today they call you up and say, guess what? I just tested positive for COVID-19. You no longer have to quarantine. You no longer have to quarantine just because you were exposed to somebody with COVID-19. Um, what they say is for the next 10 days, you should wear a good mask if you're around other people. And after, and sometime uh, within about five days, give or take, you know, three to five days, you should test yourself to see if you have it. If you do get COVID-19, there is still the recommendation that you quarantine, stay at home for five days, okay? But you uh, don't even need to have a positive test, uh, I mean, excuse me, a, a negative test. You don't even have to test negative See, I consider that a positive outcome that you tested ne negatively. Okay, but back up. If you get COVID-19, you're supposed to quarantine for five days, then you can go back out into the real world. So that is uh, uh, testing uh, at the end of that five days is probably a good idea, but it's no longer uh, something that the CDC, in effect, requires people to do. So the six feet under rule is over. Just because you've been in the presence of somebody that has COVID-19, you no longer need to quarantine. You should wear a mask until you're sure that you don't have it. And if you do catch it, the quarantine thing is now down to five days. So that's that. The last is, and again, this one's also going to be in the email that comes out with some links for you, is the issue of opioid exposure, the fentanyl and some other chemicals out there. Now, uh, a year or so ago, a couple of years ago, there was a lot of stuff in the news 
where there was a lot of great concern about how you could, you know, even just brush against uh, a table that had some of that uh, fentanyl, uh, horrible opioid on it, and you, and you could overdose. Um, as it turns out, it's, it's not as easy to overdose on that as some people feared, but it is possible, okay? So some of the, uh, uh, the very scary things that were out there a couple of years ago, the extreme concerns that were out there, well, it's not quite as bad as that, but it is still possible for a person to be exposed uh, to one of these opioid drugs, these new designer opioid drugs, get it on your skin or inhale it if it's in the air or something like that. Actually, actually the biggest danger, of course, is uh, you, may, you might get some on your hands and not realize you did it and do something like that. Uh, that would be bad. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh it is possible and it is possible for first responders it's possible for doctors and it's possible of course for funeral directors embalmers and other funeral professionals anyone that either comes into contact with a body where that person may have overdosed on that opioid or they're in a place where that opioid might have been consumed where they, that might have been used if you're having to pick up a body there or something like that so the the danger of being exposed and having, an, having a reaction is out there. It's maybe uh, not as worrisome as it was a couple of years ago when this initially started, but it is, is still a problem. So what can you do about it? Well, one thing of course is make sure you're wearing gloves. Uh, make sure you're wearing a mask when you're in a situation, especially in a situation where you feel there might be a, uh, an issue uh, and, and don't lick your fingers like I just did. But what happens if you or someone in your funeral home has what appears to be an opioid overdose reaction? What do you do? Well, of course, somebody's going to call 911 right away. But one thing that is possible is to administer a dose of Narcan. Narcan. This is a nasal spray. Okay. Not an injection. It's a nasal spray that counteracts the... Uh, effects. It's, an, it's basically uh, an antidote for the overdose reactions of an opioid uh, overdose, including fentanyl and some of those other drugs. Now, who can get this? The answer is anyone, anyone without a prescription. Anyone can have these. You can have them at your funeral home. You can have them in your removal vehicle. How do you get them? Well, Missouri law, as, as the other 50 states uh, did this as well, uh, all passed access laws. And Missouri's access law says that any pharmacist can dispense Narcan to anyone. There is a protocol, but the protocol is so broad, it would just include anyone. It, the, the protocol says it, 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 they can dispense them without a prescription to anyone who has the potential of... Uh, having an overdose or might be around someone who might have an overdose. Well, frankly, that's everyone. If you really want to get down to it, everyone might be in the presence of somebody that might have an overdose. Everyone might accidentally brush up against something they don't know what it is. And, and anyway, But uh, it is designed, uh, you know, the, the thought of course was people who are at higher risk than normal. The law doesn't say that though. But it doesn't matter because funeral professionals clearly fall into a category of potential risk because you're dealing it. You're who's going to be picking up the the body of a, a young person who overdosed on an opioid? It's you know 
at some point in time, it's very likely that body winds up at the funeral a funeral home and you will want to take precautions. And so if you think that this would be a good idea to um, have this, again, any pharmacist is allowed to sell this, it's not free, sell this to any person without a prescription. As long as I, they say, well, I'm a, you know, I have a chance of being exposed or being around someone that's exposed. They will very likely be required to give you a little training, you know, how to use it. It's not that complicated. It's a one dose nasal spray and uh, maybe fill out some paperwork, but it is, but it is uh, legal to get that. The problem is, is a lot of places don't have it. Not every pharmacy carries it. Not every pharmacist does dispense it. It allows them to, but some don't. And even places that do have it may be on very short supply. So call ahead. Here in Jefferson City, I called our local Walgreens, which is literally walking distance from our building. And I said, do you have the Narcan nasal spray in stock? And they said, yes, we do. And I said, could I come in and buy some this afternoon? And they said, yes, you can. So at least here in Jefferson City, it's available if anyone needs it. Um, if, uh, you know, in your area, call first. Now, if it turns out that there is none available in your area, can't get it, no way, no how, nobody has it. Well, there's a way to get it in the mail. And the email that we're sending out this afternoon has that link on it. There's a website where you uh, have to fill out some forms, obviously. You have to tell them you can't get it locally. And you have to watch a training video on how to use it. And then in that case, there, uh, you have a chance of them being able to mail again. It's not free, but they will mail that uh, Narcan to you directly. So we did have, we have had some, the reason I'm bringing this up is we have had a couple funeral homes that have called our office wanting to know if it was legal for them to get this and if it was uh, okay for them to administer it, if they think it was necessary and how did they get it? So since we've had a few funeral homes ask about it, we wanted to bring that up. Now, here's an important thing. The Missouri law that made this available to everyone also says that if you in good faith, if you in good faith use the Narcan on somebody who you truly believe is suffering an overdose, you are protected from liability. You can't get sued. You can't get arrested. You know, you, you can't get in trouble, can't have a licensing against you or anything like that. The Missouri law protects anyone who uses this Narcan in good faith with a reasonable belief that that person uh, is uh, is needing it, you have protection built into the law. So take a look for that email that's coming out. The email will have links on dealing with monkeypox, a good ex just general explanation of what it is, and some good precautions on uh, what to do at your place of business. It will have links as to this week, the uh, getting the Narcan on how to deal with that. And it also uh, ups, updates you on the new CDC guidelines uh, for handling COVID-19. So that's our health update for today. I hope everyone doesn't need any of this uh, advice that we're giving to you on a Friday. But if you do, stay safe.